Well, hello everybody. Welcome to the Mustard Seed Leadership Podcast. We start a brand new journey today and uh, this one's quite dear to my heart. In fact, uh, this is what God has been doing in my life, trying to help me grow as a leader. And so it's fresh in my heart. I'm still trying to work it through and it's simply called the value of the leader. Not the value of leadership. No, your value as a leader. Basically, it's an eight-part series designed to smash the limitations of a poverty mentality or a poverty spirit in leaders. Not just here, not just in me, but around the world. And let me take you on the journey. But before I do, one of the things I have realized over the last couple of years of leadership, and for me as an engineer background, this is quite a big realization. I realized that revelation is in fact more practical than skills. Now, we need leadership skills, but what I've actually realized is the greatest breakthroughs of leadership have been a new revelation or a clear revelation. When something goes from the head to the heart, when the lights come on, yes. And that's what I'm praying for for this series, that we would have a revelation of our value to the Father as a leader. Because what I'm going to show you through this eight-part series is, is really the value we add to others is going to be based on the value that we see in ourselves, that the Father sees in us. So I'm hoping that the Holy Spirit will minister to you as I share this. So let's dive into part one. So the first part, what do we mean by a poverty mentality? I've been on a little bit of a journey lately. I was uh, a couple of months back, I was in Zimbabwe and listening to some of the apostolic team members reporting back, how's it going in the local churches? I suppose the domineering or the dominating thought that came was this thing of people are trapped in poverty. But when we speak about poverty, there's poverty on the outside and then there's poverty on the inside. Poverty on the outside simply means a lack of resources. And many nations, many places around the world, there is a lot of poverty. But there's something worse than poverty on the outside. That's poverty on the inside. That's a poverty mentality. When, when now it's not just a lack of resources, but there's an inner poverty. In fact, I define a poverty mentality or a poverty spirit as this. A poverty spirit is a spirit of lack, defeat, neglect, or helplessness. In other words, there's an inner poverty which then holds you back from feeling like you could do something or you can trust for something or you can pioneer something because on the inside you just don't feel good enough, worthy enough, or that you have enough. When poverty has now become central to your identity, that's the key issue here. When we see ourselves, now this was reinforced then going into Pakistan, had a great ministry trip, but once again I've seen it and now began to see it more and more clearly. The very identity of so many of the Christians in Pakistan has literally become, we are the poor persecuted Christians of Pakistan. That is now the identity. And when you see yourself as a victim, when you see yourself as helpless, when you see yourself as that shapes all of your thinking and then it shapes your leadership and now you're in a victim mentality. A poverty spirit sets in and holds you back. It affects your identity, which affects your culture, the way you do things. Looking around and seeing the, the squalor, the dirt, the filth, the, the, the lack of any sense of trying to grow or build or pioneer or entrepreneur. That on the outside is traced back to what they're feeling on the inside and that affects your attitude. Literally, it's become spiritualized begging where it feels like, especially going into a place like Pakistan, the only hope that the Christians seem to have is trying to recruit foreign ministries, other ministries to invest financially. That's not God's plan. And so 
It's an extreme example, but as I came back, I began to realize a lot of what I'm seeing in other nations, I can trace some of those exact same things to my heart, and I've seen it in other leaders around me as well. Maybe it doesn't manifest to the same extent, but there's a poverty uh, of our thinking, of our attitude, of our identity on the inside is always going to manifest on the outside. So the big idea, spiritual poorness should be a blessing because it should draw us to God and connect us to His riches. Remember what Jesus said in Matthew 5 verses 3, blessed are the poor in spirit for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. In other words, that sense of inner poverty should be what draws us to the kingdom and connects us to God. So why are we seeing so many Christians who have a relationship with God, they know their sins are forgiven and yet still living in that same place of poverty. Ephesians 1 verses 3 to 8 says, Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. For He chose us in Him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in His sight. In love He predestined us for adoption to sonship through Jesus Christ in accordance with His pleasure and will to the praise of His glorious grace that He has freely given us in the one he loves. In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins in accordance with the riches of God's grace that he lavished on us. When we read this, clearly Paul had a revelation of the riches of being connected to the kingdom of God. And so surely if that's what the Bible is saying, why are we seeing so many Christians, so many leaders, so many churches in so many parts of the world living with this inner sense of poverty? The kingdom points to spiritual abundance, yet so many Christians live with such an inner poverty of spirit. Remember what Peter said, he said, silver and gold have I none to the beggar, but what I have I give you. In other words, he had a sense that I've got something. Maybe I don't have silver and gold. Maybe I don't have resources, but I've got something. It was that inner sense of richness that released him. He knew he could add value in Jesus' name, walk. Because of what he carried on the inside, he could release it and add value on the outside. In Christ, we should not, we should be receiving and living in the glorious riches of the kingdom, not as beggars sitting lame outside the temple. In fact, Psalm 37 says, I was young and now I am old, yet I have never seen the righteous forsaken or their children begging bread. Why does the church struggle so much in this area? And uh, especially why, why do people feel neglect? Look what it says in James chapter 2 and verse 5. It says, listen, my dear brothers and sisters, has not God chosen those who are poor in the eyes of the world to be rich in faith and to inherit the kingdom he promised those who love him? I want you to see what I'm seeing. I want you to recognize what we're going to look at next week is the root. Where has this stemmed from and what do we need to do different in the way we preach the gospel? But for today, I want you to ask that question. In fact, here's the challenge. God has called us to be more like Peter, rich on the inside and ready to give, not like the beggar who was sitting lame outside of the temple. Leaders, we can only give what we have. If we think we are nothing, then we have nothing to give. So let me ask you three questions. Number one, who do you really feel more like? Do you feel more like Peter, silver and gold I might not have, but what I have, I'm ready to give? Or do you sometimes feel like more like that lame beggar outside the temple waiting for someone to bail you out? Number two, have you seen a poverty mentality manifest in the lives of others? What about in your own life? Have you seen elements of it in your own life? That, that spur, that feeling of helplessness. I'm not enough. I'm not worthy. I need help. 
And what about number three? Why do you think so many in the kingdom struggle with a poverty mentality? I'd love you to start here by looking at your own life, recognizing it in others, because next week we're going to go for the root of it. And then in the weeks after that, how do we break through and grow out of this in Jesus' name? Hope that helps. Hope it gets you thinking. And I'm looking forward to carrying on next week. Until then, God bless and bye for now. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. Remember, if you'd like the notes that come along with this episode or any one of our past episodes, you can visit outlookchurch.co.za forward slash mustard seed leadership, where you can see all our past episodes, all the resources and notes that go along with this. Until next time, keep growing.